0: From the DNA company, this is the Unpilled Podcast with your host, Kashif Khan. This gentleman is the perfect guy you need for your biotechnology company. He's an ex-NHL player. And I said, how does that make any sense? And when we got speaking to this gentleman, I realized exactly why we needed him on the team. Uh, Brad May, well known for his May Day goal where he saved the team, made it all happen In fact, when I got an email from him the other day, it's in his signature line, Rad May, Mayday. You know, I realized that this, this space of athletics and performance, there's so much going on with this gray area where, you know, one guy can get fit, one guy has depression, one guy's an achiever. And so much needs to be unpacked in terms of why is this all happening? How do we get to these guys and optimize their performance before they hit the roadblocks and don't understand why they even got there? And for those guys that highly excel how did they achieve and how did they get so far and in talking with with to brad about that we got deep into some of the nuances that are challenges for players and we're going to look at some of that today so i invite today brad how's it going man? i'm doing
1: fantastic thank you for having me on chief and i'll tell you what i'm just um i'm fascinated by obviously the advancements um you know in in this in the medical field but specifically with DNA Um, it's 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 incredible to me that you know we basically go through this life blind without you know taking that information that that we now have um, revolutionary really um, where you know there was a great saying once uh, that you can never change the direction of the wind but you can always um, adjust your sails to get to your destination and I think that's kind of embodies the dna company and, and your um, quest of, of helping people become not only better but their their best human
0: self that's exactly it and the trouble with adjusting your sales when it comes to human performance is what choices do you make and that's that's what we sort of unlocked and in talking to you, we realized there's so much opportunity for athletes because you didn't know what questions to ask what what were the choices you even needed to tackle right and it's by unlocking this instruction manual that we have in us that you know, okay, here's what I got to do when it comes to diet and nutrition, even something as simple as is golfing going to give me a heart attack or not, literally, right? And that question wouldn't make any sense to a clinician, but we, we can dive deep into why that, why that happens. In doing so, we've dealt with some NHL players recently in our clinic and experienced some really unique things. And it led me to this question about, you know, somebody actually asked me, NHL is one of those few sports where it's predominantly white, right? And in your generation, it was almost exclusive. And somebody asked about the genetics of that. And the unique thing was, I'm going to ask you about this. Did you find that as you were playing, that there was a difference in sort of mood and behavior during the season, which was in the, in the winter, as opposed to off season?
1: Interesting question. Um, I think, as a player, we we're always active. Obviously, playing hockey in the winter, but we yeah. got, we play multiple sports. Um, right. I think the, the 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 today's day and age, obviously, they're one sport athletes. You know, it's really yeah. demanding. Um, so, but come spring and summer, we're always out moving around. I would say just, and I don't even know where you're going with this question. Outside of um, we were indoors, obviously, in Canada, um, it's darker. Clearly i i was a happier guy in the summer i'm i'm really affected yeah. by my mood is affected by the weather the sunshine um i definitely feel it so i'm to answer your question I, I would say i'd probably be happier and had more energy in the summertime or 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 in the long the days that were longer and, and brighter
0: yeah and we, we were looking into that and we found the same and this is where genetically to answer that question it's not like a a race thing where you know white people are better at this and other people are better at something else right but the question came up a few times even almost recreationally you know when people say oh you do dna why is this going on in the hl and we realized that as you said it's an indoor sport it's in the winter and both of those combined there's no vitamin d and population wise ethnic population especially equatorial you know darker skin need a lot of vitamin d in order to be happy and thrive this is why you would find that as a kid hey parent puts you into a certain sport the darker the kid the less they like hockey and yeah. it it, and, it would, and this is literally what's going on that in that indoor environment in the winter even if it's not indoors you're playing on a pond you know it's frozen somewhere it's still dark it's winter there's no vitamin d that pleasure that you experience in the summer that mood shift vitamin d is responsible for 10 percent of your genetic processes, like out of the 22,000 genes in your body, literally 2000 plus require vitamin D to fire at properly. So if that's not happening, because you're not getting enough, all of a sudden, everything's gone out of whack. And if you're from the closer you are to the equator, the more your ancestors were dependent on that vitamin D, or sorry, I shouldn't say dependent, the more they were exposed to the vitamin D, which meant that coming out of that type of environment they were highly dependent didn't have enough
1: would, would this speak to like mental health issues sure. that it's everywhere in, a, in every sphere but um, certainly as a hockey player um, we've had a lot of guys go down that path
0: sure and this is exactly what I'm to ask you about and because you have the insights that people don't have you saw the you know everyone's watching the players perform on the ice but you know in the, in the locker room or back home whatever you hear the stories that we didn't get to hear so and this is what we're thinking as we put pieces together, especially as COVID is hitting and we're seeing people stuck at home and mood shifts, and there's a this sort of mental health crisis hitting. A lot of it has to do with not being outdoors. And this is where we saw that the answer to that question, you know, why is this sport look a certain way? Well, it's because people from northern climates, like Scandinavian, Europe, Northern European, Western European, don't need as much vitamin D. They came from climates where they didn't get it. So they had the genetic ability to use it better more efficiently right wow and so you would excel in that environment where others couldn't especially if it's if it's like you're a player you're training day after day you're on the ice indoors or in the winter on the you know so we unlock this we said it's not like a direct genetic hey i'm good at this because of who i am but you look at other sports why is it you know basketball is played outdoors soccer football whatever you want to call it played outdoors predominantly and you look at the sort of diaspora who's on the field looks very different there's other you know other things going on there that makes it that way but but we did see for sure that this was when you try and find that what's happening in my DNA that's causing this there is something going on it's that it's the inability to sort of cope with even the mental pressure so so as you're saying uh you found that there was definitely like a mood and behavior issue in terms of players like you know locker room
1: well, there's no doubt. I, got, I was traded from, I, I started my career in Buffalo, but I, um, I was traded to Vancouver. And so in, in British Columbia, I think it's the most beautiful city in North America. However, yeah. the rain sets in, you know, in the wintertime, it, it's, it's pretty dark and, and dull and gray. And um, I know one of our coaches actually was speaking, you know, basically daily about trying to get the team to buy um, sunbeds and everything else. Or, or for us to have different lighting within our locker room because we're in the dark so much, not to right. mention flying a lot more than other teams. And um, it was Mike Johnson was his name, but um, he was adamant that if we actually made that change, this is 15, 20 years ago, um, we'd become a better hockey team. Now I'm not sure where other teams are like that, but um, the Canadian teams, I can tell you one thing, playing hockey, in a hockey craze market was was fantastic, right? Vancouver, right. Buffalo. Um, I played I, f- I played in Toronto and Detroit, but it was really fun to be a hockey player in Phoenix. It was a very good time playing hockey in Air- in Anaheim, Southern California, where you'd literally step out of the arena after putting in your work for you know whatever time it took every day, practice in the morning, leave in the afternoon. You'd step out and it was sunshine. You're right. wearing. A flip- and it was a different feeling and i'll tell you what your body of course broken bones they heal and they break but um you felt a lot more energy and you you're you're i seem to be happier being south
0: yeah it makes sense and this is where you know people would ask what about other sports like you know basketball is also played indoors other sports are also played in but it's not that that's that's when you get to the final like i'm in the nba right to get there, you're where do the best players come from? They're not coming from Winnipeg, right? <laughs> they're coming from the Southern, uh, you know, North America. They're coming from California. They're, and they're, they're, they're living and growing the game outdoors, right? They're playing on the court and that's where they learn. Eventually they get better and they get drafted or they get picked up and go to some college team. And then of course, this is where we actually recently worked with uh, a team. In, I think it was Orlando where they were saying one of the issues that the NBA is facing is this shift once the players become professionals to this mental strain and it's not about the game it's more about social pressures you know my family wants tickets my mom needs a new car you know my friends keep texting me saying hey you're in town we need to go party and they need to focus on their you know their physique and their game and again it goes back to Environmental shift. They're no longer playing outdoors, right? They're no longer exposed to what they naturally needed. They're constantly indoors, in fact, right? Whether they're training, playing, you know, working, there's that lifestyle shift, right? Which causes this mental or mood and behavior shift, which often gets chalked up as a mental health issue when it's just a vitamin D issue. And in fact, we have a player that we are working with here in Toronto who kept getting fractures, right? An NHL player who you probably know. And He his doctors, he worked, I mean, you would have the best doctors you would think in sports medicine, you know, dealing with an NHL team said, well, your vitamin D levels are fine. So it doesn't make sense. It's not a medical issue. You're just playing too hard. You're hitting the boards too hard. So we, we looked at his genetics and this is what we found. When the process of vitamin D metabolization, yes, you need to take vitamin D from the sun or from food and put it into the blood. That's what you do. And the belief is that you have enough now there's two more steps to the process if you look at it genetically you've got to take it from the blood and transport it to the cell that's an entirely separate gene that does that and some people again if you came from a sunny climate where you had too much exposure to vitamin d which is toxic by the way if you overdose it's actually a hormone it's not even a vitamin some people have the slow version of that so it's like having you know a taxi with two seats as opposed to four or five then you're your cell actually has to bind the vitamin d that's another entire separate genetic process and some people have the the best binder or the the weakest binder so you can have plenty of vitamin d in your blood like this player did but keep getting fractures and mood and behavior issues because he didn't transport it to the cell and he didn't bind it when it got there so the vitamin d pill that he was taking that 1000 iu health canada recommended daily dose he was peeing out 800 of it by the time you know anything happened with it so simple fix we we put them on five doses a day right and said that when you take your vitamin d you pee out 80 percent. so let's just take it five times to get you up to normal Yeah, right. that's simple fix seconds in the season after no fractures
1: it's unreal so so an athlete and, and that's why we're here um, an athlete a high achiever someone who's you know pushing their body like in, in the athletic sphere knowing where their dna is like can this change your diet? Everything else that um, obviously we just heard about vitamin D, but what else? Like as yeah, an for athlete, sure. Like my quest terms to, of- my quest to be the best that I can be. How do you
0: help me? So there's you, you talk about the human body and optimization. There's there's I believe six big buckets, right? There's healthcare, there's you know, there's certain Things that you're reacting to that are pain points, fibromyalgia, menopause, prostate cancer, those are health concerns you need to really deal with acutely. Human optimization is how do I make the right choices for me? So I don't ever get to those problems. And I'm at the optimal version of myself. And we see that in six buckets. Sleep. If you're not sleeping properly, your body's not repairing and not recovering. Used to be the belief that you know, sleeping is weak, right? You need to be able to sleep two hours a day and perform. We've learned now that that's the flip opposite of the truth. It's one of the most important things you need to do during the day, but some people can't fall asleep. Some people can't stay asleep. Some people don't get high quality sleep. All of that is genetically driven. Immunity and detox clearing toxins, uh, ability to repair, you know, ability to deal with viral infections, you know, being a player on the road and being hit with all these different populations and being exposed to things. So that whole level of being immune and healthy from the inside, Diet and nutrition, like you just said, what is the right diet for me? Paleo, uh, key, keto, you know, low-carb, high-carb, uh, carnivore diet. All of these things work for certain people. You know, it's this trial and error. You got to go through a bunch of things before you figure out what makes me feel good and what actually makes me burn that fat or put on the muscle. Why not just understand what your instruction manual is already saying anyway? Right? So That's all genetically predetermined. Fitness and hormones, your body's development, how you deal with muscle development. And there's some guys that have that, have that ripped striated muscle. You can see every fiber. And there's some guys that are big and strong and thick, but they can never show the fibers. Uh, that's all genetically predetermined. Uh, and then cardiovascular, which again is more of a health concern, but there's so much in terms of human optimization that comes out of the vasculature of the body. What version of the arteries do you have? How is blood flowing? you know, nicer nitric oxide and how it it helps with everything going on, right? So, and the last thing is mood and behavior, which is probably the biggest thing because all of these other things are based on perception. So the way your brain is wired, how you think determines how you're going to deal with all this other stuff, right? Even something as simple as food, am I an addict? Am I a binger? Do I graze every time I walk by the pantry and just throw something in and I don't even know I'm doing it? Do I lean on food as a coping mechanism? All genetically predetermined. So to go through this process and to understand these six buckets about yourself, it's like you 5.0, right? And this is what we've done with players. And this is where, you know, in terms of the issues we've seen, you know, recovery is a huge thing and I'm sure you've seen issues where injury can make or break careers.
1: Oh, for sure. And especially at the different times of their career as well. But um, yeah, some guys it's, I've seen guys that were great players that didn't have the ability to recover. And I right. saw other guys that, you know, you thought they were down and out and, you know, six weeks later, whatever the timeline would be, you know, you would never know they were injured before, you know, whether that's, a, whether that's a concussion, whether that was, you know, shoulder, knee, something internal, you know, t- especially the tissue. Like I, I was a guy when I played hockey, I, I didn't bruise. Like yeah. I, I, I would, I would actually get slashed or hit and it would hurt like, you know, like the worst pain but tomorrow I show up and it would be sore but there would be no discoloring where other guys would get bumped and they'd have these bruises from their hip to their knee (laughs) and down the you know their side so um that's obviously has something to do with genetics um I would imagine for me I I played 19 years Kashif um in the hockey league I I was injured a bunch but um had the ability to recover very seldom again I, I very seldom got the flu. I don't think I've right. had the flu in 10 years. And I know we're talking about this within COVID, which um, we've all been on the sidelines, you know, for a year, but um, yeah. Why? Like,
0: Yeah. So recovery is huge. I mean, in, in terms of, and we've dealt with this, something as sort of acute as fractures, like we just talked about, or, you know, the bruising or the, you know, the tendon issue or the guy that's limping for a month, you know, Your everybody's body deals with those things differently. First of all, the thing that we skip over and we don't look at is not the injury itself, but the inflammation that's caused. Right. So your inflammation is a natural response, you know. But how well do we deal with the anti-inflammatory response? The injury may be healed, but you're still inflamed. And for you, you know, that no bruising, that like I'm back on the ice tomorrow, and this is why you know you have that vitality, and you you know, regardless of Whether you're playing or not anymore, you look like you're ready to jump on the ice right now, right? And Uh, yeah, outside
1: of a few pounds, Kishi, we're gonna we're gonna tweak our diet here. Coming (laughs) (laughs) outside that, no, I feel I feel unreal. Like I'm almost 50 years old, and I have zero pains.
0: And yeah, and there's there's other guys that they that that battle that they went through is just they feel every pain point, right? It sticks with them. And if we start with concussion, like you mentioned genetically predetermined you know there's one gene literally one gene that deals with neuroplasticity that repair right so the bdnf brain derived neurotropic factor that's the gene that determines how well do i deal with concussion my ability to avoid it or get it and how quickly do i recover right and there's some guys that over and over again concuss concuss there's some guys that they can use their head as a tool and open a coconut with it and no issue right and it's this one gene that Determines how well you deal with neuroplasticity, but it also deals with other things it's how well do I sleep? do I manage my circadian rhythms well, and do I even know it's daytime or nighttime meaning internally uh, how well do I deal with sort of that neurotic response that drama queen you'll find the guys that were often getting concussions also you know you'd have to walk around eggshells on them because they were very sensitive or they were they get that emotional response out of them it's right. the same. Biochemistry that's leading to the two things. But in terms of general recovery, your anti inflammatory response, there's a whole slew of genes that make up what's called your methylation system, essentially your anti inflammatory system. And between these seven or eight genes, depending on what versions you have, you could be Superman like you and recover from everything and feel great and not even remember that you used to be on the ice. And you could be like, it's a life sentence. You know, my body just, we have a patient we dealt with as an example. This lady was uh, retired, she was in her 70s, I believe, and she got onto one of our formulas through her clinic, not for any particular purpose, just because she was into sort of anti-aging and her clinician told her, "This is a great product, you know based on your DNA, we're going to get you everything you need All right so she went on it. She was in a car accident and her arm was numb from her fingertip to her elbow on one side so she' been had been going through you know the Typical medical processes and dealing with all that. And a couple, a couple weeks into the formula, her fingertips, she woke up in the middle of the night with pain. Six weeks into the formula, she had complete mobility of her arm. This was after one year of literally being told that it's it's an injury and you're, you know, there's nerve damage, you're done. Like that you're just going to live with it, right? It took six weeks. What was the problem? The same thing that a lot of athletes face when it comes to that sort of, this is my you know stamp of my, my years of playing. It's not going away. Right. The pain that I always feel, it's that anti-inflammatory response. So she was suffering from neural inflammation. Literally, the neurology was suffocating because she was just, constant, she was inflamed. It was just wasn't going away. So in building her sort of custom formula, of what she needed nutraceutically. We were dealing with the inflammation not knowing that this particular issue existed but it was you know from head to toe it dealt with everything and all of a sudden she got feeling of her hand and there's so many players that could be looking at you know injury differently and even if you're in the process of playing how quickly do i get back on the ice see a big
1: thing big thing for me a lot of players obviously have this chronic pain or or chronic you know groin pulls or whatever different different parts of your body whatever's been injured what happens is the general manager and the guys and, and, and the brain trust, the management team above, once they, once they have a label on a player, it's awfully difficult to change it. Right. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you, you have a history of, of certain injuries or or certain rhythm of, of playing so many games and get being injured. Um, you don't sign another contract yeah. or you sign a contract for half as much or whatever. I mean, this is like, Every day that that's missed for an athlete, and I'm talking the, the big sports because not all sports are, are you know their athletes are paid as as well as they should be. Um, but as a as a hockey player, for instance, um, you find out what your DNA is. You get your your the, the fast track, or certainly the ability to to adjust and do the right things, as you said, lifestyle, decision making. Um, all of a sudden, you could actually get rid of a lot of the stigmas that have been on placed on players, you know, because of their past. And, and I'd say our sport, um, has a difficult time releasing or getting rid of labels that, you know, on a player that was 18 years old and had had an issue when they're 25 years old and their life is completely different. They're still labeled with whatever that player did when they were 18 or how they, how they lived or how they felt or their injuries. So, um, I think the DNA company, like cross the board for for players, not only for the players but for the the teams to understand that you know where that guy can be or that gal can be, and more importantly, where they can you know get to in, in in their journey to be the best they can be. Right.
0: That's awesome. I think I mean you have insights that others don't have because you again you saw the behind the scenes, you lived it. In doing that, you know that there's something that you would. Have experience that some of us think about but that sort of team dynamic and that we we assume that everybody's friendly and happy and that there's a great brotherhood going on but i would imagine you have stories about what's actually going on and i would ask you know and this is something where yes there's answers that can be applied tell us what did you experience what was going on and was it smooth and brotherly or was it was there a lot of a lot of roughness
1: well you know i guess many different ways this i could answer that question um as a as a teammate i do think and i love this sport of hockey love my teammates um, i think it's one of the greatest parts of our sport but like looking at it in general when you get to that level to become a professional um really at the end of the day and i'm just going to be frank as a player i'm worrying about me right I don't I ever want to label, hey, that, that guy's a selfish player. You want to do things for your teammates and your team and whatever. However, if your, 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 your teammate gets hurt and he's a left winger and I'm a left winger, that means that I actually now have the ability, possi- if I'm ready, to, to move up, play more, possibly play more, I have more success, I have more success, I make more money, and do I really care that my friend got injured? Right. No. To be truthful, if we're actually we care about each other one hundred percent, but really at the end of the day, feast or famine, we don't care. We're, so the we're, dynamic
0: we're, we're, is you got the team trying to build this team, but you got the players all looking out for themselves.
1: Well, and, and that's and that's the balance, understanding that everybody's looking out for themselves and should, um, but it, it's a, it's the idea that for instance, playing time, this is not, uh, but playing time, you you complain to your teammate jeez, you know, I can't believe it. The coach isn't playing. me. I deserve X amount more minutes, whatever. Um, I should be playing more. You see how I played yesterday, whatever. And your buddy's sitting there and he's like, yeah, you know what? You should play more. You deserve it because you're friends. You're talking to one another. But yeah. really, when he goes to sleep that night, he's like, listen, Brad's not playing. That means I'm playing more and I don't give a shit, you know, a fly <laughs> ever if, if Brad's playing eight minutes or 10 or 12 minutes, Bottom line is I just want to play my whatever, my right. 15, 20 minutes at night. So you complain to the wrong people. You, you, you're best friends with your teammates, but to be honest with you, you're competing with one another, the whole, you know, the whole time. And it's all about ice time, opportunity. Opportunity breeds success. When you're successful, you make more money. And at the end of the day, outside of the joy and love of playing, when you're actually at that level, it's about making money and, and setting your family up
0: going forward. And- this makes sense because, in, you know, to get to the NHL, you know, you, how many kids in North America are trying to do this? Which means you have to be achievement-oriented. You have to be wired to, for success. So to get to that cream of the crop, like I've got to get drafted into a team, it's not just about the skill, it's the drive. And where does that drive come from? Uh, and that cunning sort of the, dealing with the politics of how do I even get ice time? So there's a certain cognitive wiring, and this is why I asked because you would expect that when you when you have a sort of an entire community of people that are elite, you know how do they get from the millions of kids that want to do this to the very few? There's you know less than twenty people on our team, whatever that number is. You know there's very specific genetic wiring in terms of achievement orientation. A lot of it, and this is why you also see the flip opposite. You see the depression and you see the mood swings. Dopamine is what determines reward and pleasure, two, two different things. And to experience reward, you got to bind, you, you release it during that time and you bind it and you feel it and then, wow, I achieved. You get that feeling, that, that success. You'll often find that people that are entrepreneurial or high achievers or have that drive don't really experience reward that well. And that's why they are constantly seeking more, right? So that player that's on the ice that is enjoying the game and driving so much pleasure out of it that doesn't need that sort of hit of like, I need to achieve something may never achieve something on the flip opposite is true. And this is why you'll see a lot of athletes, you know, when it comes to the games over, I'm retired, they'll either get into business or the or flip opposite, they may end up going downhill into depression, right? Into right. addiction, substance abuse, because the flip opposite of achievement is depression, right? I, you have three outcomes. You're either depressed because you're never feeling reward or pleasure. You're addicted because you're feeding the pleasure. Third party, you're fine. You're finding something to feed that pleasure or you achieve because you're feeding reward. You can go down one of two paths, pleasure, reward. And, you know, I figured that's why why I asked you, because it's you would think that when you have a community of high achievers, elite people that made it to the top, that they're going to be people that are wired for achievement. It's not easy to do this. And then you would have that, it doesn't end that I got into the NHL. It ends that I want to be the best in the NHL. I want to be the best on my team and then the best in the league. And, you know, and, and this is where you would get that ultra competitiveness because I, whatever I did yesterday just isn't good enough anymore. I need more reward, more reward, more reward. Right? It's amazing. When you say that,
1: I played with a lot of, I say a lot, a number of Hall of Famers and a lot of great players. I think, I think we use the word great too often, to be honest we're yeah. You know, because the great should be, it should be reserved for the great one. That's Wayne Gretzky. Beyond yeah, that, we're all good players and, and lesser than, but, um, you know, just playing with some Hall of Famers, they were stoic. It would be the one word I'd use um, right. for a player like Joe Sackick, where, yeah. you know, we're in, you're right in the, in, in, the, in the moment where, you know, tensions are high or, or the stress levels there. And he was cool as a cucumber, you know, yeah. however, inside you wanted him on the ice because he was the fiercest competitor that you had on yeah. your team. Right? Um, I would say the same thing for Pat LaFontaine and Chris Pronger and and all and Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer probably being the number one, the most quiet, stoic player, but just, just a fierce competitor. But he, he lived a different life than the rest of us. There's no doubt about it. And that's maybe not above and beyond his talent. Um, obviously, he was wired right.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. As we get into this, we're going to start, Brad, through yourself, we're going to start looking and helping more players. And we'll start to see that trend. And maybe we'll come back one day and report on that. But I'm pretty sure we're going to land somewhere along the lines of what we're saying. Amazing. And, you know, if they were up to you, you know, and you had this tool, you know, what are you? what are the things that you would want to know and learn? Like you could go back and work with a team what are the things that you would say hey i need this is the thing we should be working on
1: well i i know there's a lot of when when you're in the in the draft you know as a young kid you're 18 again you're growing maybe you made a mistake at 17 maybe you made a mistake at 16 and all of a sudden you're labeled you go into the draft and and quite honestly scouts the good ones really get dive deep and talk to moms and dads but also go to you know got guidance teachers and and figure out good, dig deep into the past, but, um, for these players, um, if you actually knew and you can actually get this test and understand who you are, number one, diet and nutrition, I think is something that 99% of us really, if we actually had the discipline, we want to be more fit, you know, stronger, faster, whatever as athletes. But I think that's like across the board for everyone. I would imagine if we're committed to it, um, right. on that, The injuries how to recover the inflammation um you know the brain stuff obviously it's a physical sport that hockey is but all these sports there's they have their own you know basket of 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 issues or, or or potential problems if i could know like the say that that saying again you can't change the wind but you can adjust your sails if if i know that my dna is mine but i actually through the you know um the advancements that you could actually tell me that hey if you do a b and c you you can become the better version of yourself and it, you know with that not go through life with blinders that you actually can open up your 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 um your vision the sphere you know that you're looking through the lens that you're you see the world yeah not only for the player for 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 the teams but then think about the guy sitting back home having a beer on a saturday night or a Sunday afternoon watching this sport and he's able to be treated to something so much greater. I'm right. thinking, that's fine. I'm talking to the athletes. If everybody moved and you know, on mass and became better and stronger, Hey, listen, this is good for everyone. Right. right. I, I'm, I'm, but as, as a, as a, as a young player, I always was looking for what's the next opportunity or, or the chance for me to become better. Tony Robbins, mental coaching, Dennis Waitley, reading books, all that stuff. But, um, and it really helped me. But this is a piece that I was never exposed to. And I'm lucky that I played, or fortunate I played, you know, almost two decades. But um, I think if I had this information when I was 18 years old, I would have taken it and ran with it, would have made me better. And I don't know where we would have ended up, but it would have been better than where I'm sitting now, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine how to be better than Brad May, but, you know, maybe there's something beyond Brad May. Here. <laughs> I had one good moment, made it. <laughs> no,
1: it was, uh, but with that being said, I, I don't want to, I, I, I never want to live in, you know, the what it could have, should Right. Because yeah. we don't, we're in the present and, and we have to look forward, but um, I don't want to make mistakes all for the reason to make mistakes and delay that success, right? Learn from somebody else's mistake. Don't do what they just did, and you're getting to your destination quicker. So a yeah. man with a plan, man with a plan has a chance, Kashif.
0: Yeah, and this is where it's what you've been saying. You know, it'd be interesting. We're gonna we actually ran your test. We're gonna get those results soon, and be interesting to come back and talk to you about that and all the things that we've been looking at today. You know, to dive in and see how much of it is. You know, it's how much of it is in your genetic code, right? And we can then really speak to the nuances of what you experience. It'd be cool to do that. But, you know, as we work with you to work with athletes and, you know, really, we believe that we can change the game, you know, to be talk about a cliche, but that's what we're going to do. Because like you said, taking the guesswork out right now, what am I doing? Coaches, trainers, you know, doctors are telling me this is what generally works. Try this, right? Maybe it's going to work for you. Sometimes it doesn't, and then you got to try something else. So that trial and error is expensive when you're dealing with an athlete, right? It's also, you know, in terms of it could change careers, because if you go down the right right path or the wrong path in terms of options, where are you going to end up? One bad game, two bad games, five bad games, all of a sudden shifts what people think about you. And the the opposite is true. If you're performing well, you know, like we said, we had a player who at the tail end of a season was off the ice because he had fractures and the start of the next season he was having the best season he's ever had and all of a sudden he's a star so you know one thing i'll tell you about is we end off we have a really interesting story uh we have a gentleman here in toronto that came to us through an executive healthcare clinic he's he's an nhler uh but he went the medical route because he said that you know, my, whoever I'm dealing with at the team level can't figure this out. I need a doctor, quote unquote. So he just couldn't get ripped muscle. He didn't have the strength. He didn't have the, he was a skillful player. Amazing on the ice, right? Brilliant in the mind. His concern was body. I I just don't have the muscle and I can't put it on. Uh, He was what you would call wiry, right? So he, uh, he essentially, what he learned was that his testosterone levels were low. And he said, here's what it is. The doctors told me, you don't have testosterone. How are you going to put on muscle without it? So they gave him, and you may have seen this, and this is more and more common now. They gave him what's called an androgel pack, literally uh, androgen, testosterone. You put it on your stomach. It's a gel pack and your skin absorbs it. And the thinking is, I don't have enough testosterone. Give me testosterone. And now I have more, I will have more muscle. Logically, it makes sense. And medically, again, when you're sort of masking a symptom, that sounds like the right symptom to mask, right? So what happens is, he goes back to his doctor. And he said, "I don't feel right. I have pain in my chest. My libido's gone, but my hair looks amazing." <laughs> right? And you know, a few they give him more. They said, "Well, you know, you're so low, you need more." And a couple of weeks more, it's just even worse. And what happens? A few, like I think it was three, four weeks into it. Gynomastia. he literally was growing man boobs right he went from i don't have enough testosterone i don't have enough muscles so i need a bra
1: i got a few friends like that
0: yeah <laughs> and i can think of one who told me the same you know uh, the guy that actually connected us
1: so uh <laughs> that's tough
0: yeah <laughs> so what happened was so this is where he got to us right And I say this because just to your point of how personalization is so important and how to make the right choices for yourself. And if you knew in the beginning and you made the right choices, how much pain and wasted time and time off the ice and performance could have been saved. What we found was, yes, genetically, he did not have enough free flowing testosterone. And it wasn't because he didn't have enough testosterone is because whether you're a man or a woman, you produce progesterone, you convert it to testosterone and you convert that to estrogen women do that monthly men do it daily that's the female monthly cycle we have a daily cycle he in his process typically a man would have a lot of free-flowing testosterone you know and clear it as testosterone and then convert some into estrogen and clear that also he his gene that converted the testosterone into estrogen was super fast so all of his testosterone it's not that he didn't have enough testosterone he was just converting it all into estrogen right so this is why he was big thick strong right and that beautiful head of hair right so it was very easy for him to gain mass and squat you know 600 pounds whatever he needed to. that wasn't the problem he just couldn't get ripped right uh, sorry um sorry uh, this was the wiry guy we're talking about i'm going yeah. back to the other guy. Yeah. yeah so he, sorry so his problem is was was clearing it all right uh so he couldn't get the big he couldn't get the ripped but he was able to get strength sorry i missed that part yes so what was happening was, in his you know normal day to day, he was converting to estrogen, but give him that androgen pack, and he was just converting all that testosterone into estrogen, all of it, right? Because that's what genetically he was wired to do, right? So now all of a sudden he was growing man boobs. So again, if he had these insights earlier on, all that needed to happen was blocking that conversion of testosterone to estrogen, which simple supplements can do very healthy, uh, you know, natural food products, right? There's foods that do this. And that's what happened. And within weeks, it was reversed. All of a sudden he had what he needed in terms of strength performance. So to your point, that personalization, when when your body and your performance is your career, the potential in you could veer, the path you could go on could be so different if you make the wrong or right choices. And that's the difference between being on the bench or being the star. How important is it to understand?
1: The window of opportunity is is so minute Uh, for most players, you know, most athletes, you know, if you're an Olympic athlete, you've got a a cycle of four years. If you don't hit it at the right time where you actually win your national championship or whatever it's going to be to actually be on that team. So it's not even every four year cycle. They, these players, these athletes have to be ready to go for that moment. Right. Right. Um, These long professional seasons are a little different, but, Um, at the end of the day, if you miss four months, or eight months, or or a year of of doing the wrong thing, you're now a 22 year old who's now 23. And there's five draft classes behind you that are pushing you and trying to take your job. All of a sudden, you know, if you do it two years in a row, you're probably screwed going forward. So yeah, you're right. For the athletics, you know, even for the arm or the weekend warrior who's wanting to run a marathon, all that. And I bet you this is For everyone to understand who they are, to to not waste their time.
0: Exactly. I mean, we've been talking about a particular, you know, community, but really, and all that happened is until a few years ago, it was just cost prohibitive. You know, unless you were a celebrity or an executive or pro athlete, where your, you know, your body was your career and and the funds were there to pay for it. You know, people were paying fifty thousand dollars for this information a few years ago. Right now, it's a few hundred. So now it's it's available to everybody. for the, you know, a fraction of your iPhone cost, you could find out and decode your human instruction manual. So it's, it just wasn't possible you know, a few years ago, but now it is. And this is where, you know, through the advocacy of people like yourself, we will get this information out to everybody. And and this is, Brad, it was awesome having you with us here today. I, I would really like to see us do this again when we have your results in hand, you know, I'm going to go through them and share with the audience as long as, we, you know, there's nothing that we need to hide. Who knows what we're going to cover? you know, <laughs> you, know
1: I, you know what? I, I can tell you, I probably need an estrogen blocker. <laughs> I don't want to, these man boobs are coming on quick. I don't want them. So um, beyond that, no, you know what? I'm um, I've always been very curious guy, um, restless in a, in, in a sense that I just want to live this life, right? Feel great, which I do, but I just, I, I want to pass on all my experience and, in and, and relationships if you will to this this movement to actually you know bring on some of my buddies and people that would be very interesting to hear from and and talk to but um help the next generation at some point in time your life changes i've been through i at. call me i'm in halftime right now and i'm and i'm transitioning into becoming a mentor that's what i've been doing for the last little bit but i just want to help others Awesome. And my, along with that be selfish and take care of what what's important you know in my own little family but um why sit on this information if we if we have the ability to not only improve but but improve the lives of you know everyone around you the Definitely. ones that are eager or, or or they're in the quest of becoming better right you can't right. you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink right, right. so um but if you give the information and we put it out properly, um, you know, in, in, a, in a very simple formula for somebody to actually do this, I don't see why anybody wouldn't do this. Right. There's no, we're not here. There's no, no dress rehearsal in life.
0: Yeah, exactly. You got one shot. You got one <laughs> shot. Right. And we, I believe, your wife got tested as well, right? She did. Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah. let's. It'll be interesting. I mean, we're a few weeks out, but let's talk about that. We'll be you know, we'll, we'll have you back if you're available and maybe we'll talk to your wife as well, because it's interesting also to, for, to see that dynamic of, you know, how couples work together and there's so much more we could be exploring and we, you know, we love talking to you. So Brad, thank you for being here with us today and your insights are phenomenal. You know, the, your life and experience and the ability to take us back door in the NHL and understand what's going on there really it was a pleasure. And I'm I, I hope we help some people that are listening, understand, you know, what's going on and, Thank you again, Brad, for being with us. From the DNA Company, this has been the
1: Unpilled Podcast with your host, Kashif Khan. Thanks for listening.